Well, hello everybody, welcome to episode 154. That is one, it's five, and it's four. It's the ENS Wolves podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Judah, down to two today. It is Mr. Joe Edwards. Uh, no James Fielding today. Uh, thank you very much for his input last week. Thoroughly enjoyed it. But it's the gruesome twosome today, Mr. Joe Edwards. How is lockdown, baby? I'm getting bored now. Uh, Get, we're, getting aren't re- we all? Oh, I'm getting, getting bored really bored. You. Um, yeah, it's all, it's all right. You're trying to make the best of it in you, but... Um, difficult start to married life for you, mate. Literally been on top of your missus, and I mean from a from a, from a <laughs> habitual sense, um, and not a, not a bedroom sense. But that that's definitely you know you just got married, you just come away. Obviously, into the honeymoon's your honeymoon period, you know. So you're all lovely. You're in Mexico. You're on the Corona. You know, you're, you're having a few tacos. Everything everything's great. You come back. No, you can't see a soul. You're queuing outside Aldi for an hour and a half. You know, all you can see is each other. You're bumping into her when you're trying to put the dishes away. You haven't put the dishes away. I got told off for not folding air carrier bags properly this week. It's starting to grind. It's starting to grate. How is the relationship? <laughs> that was a pretty accurate summary of things, to be honest. <laughs> um, no, it's good, mate. It's just, as you say, having been on honeymoon in Mexico, sunning it up. So mm. then, coming back to this blood, bloody hell, it's been a, you know, it's been quite the crash. Um, yes. I, I, it, it, it's been all right. You got we got the cat, and you've got the dogs, eh? Yeah, which <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Which which you know it does sound a little bit daft, but I think oh people, no, you need a bit of company. You need, you need yeah, to go yeah. to absolutely, even if it's just for that one hour walk a day or forty five minute walk, and, and give it get, get them out a bit of fresh air. That's huge. Yeah. So the cat the cat helps. I've I've ordered myself some stuff as well. Oh, go on. Um, what have we got here? Are you going so, back to Spears' Giacomo site? <laughs> not quite. Okay. Um, at the weekend, I uh, bit the bullet and decided to order a um, six six foot by four foot um, goal for the back garden. Oh, like a samba goal? Yeah, yeah. Um, nice. Uh, a, a ball and like a obviously a pump to, to well, pump a ball, ball would up. help yeah I mean yeah, if you yeah, just yeah. get the goal without the ball it's, it's kind of pointless yeah so I managed to you know get the ball as well mm. and um, the ball and the pump have come today yeah but I'm still waiting on the goal. Still waiting so, on the goals. Ah, that's disappointing to be yeah. fair. I mean, at least you've got... Although although you'd rather have it that way around than the other. You know, yes. you just, you've got a goal and you're just waiting for something to happen. Um, do we expect to see some um, some some YouTube little videos, some viral little videos on, on Twitter or some David Luiz skill, um, you know, in his back garden? TikTok, that's the new thing at the moment. Are you going to explore that? Maybe. Maybe I should, like, try, should I try and recreate... Yeah, maybe some, we create a famous wolves, famous wolves goal. You can send it to Mikey Burrows. He'll come on and do a commentary. I'm sure we can bump it up the Oof. order. He's got hundreds to get through, but I'm sure we can uh, bring in a few favours. He actually passed my house today and uh, gave me a text saying I'm outside if you want to chat. And uh, and you uh, said no? Uh, well, I just I only got it an hour later. <laughs> bless him. So I felt really bad. Uh, but um, but yeah, so 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 maybe he can uh, maybe he can overlay a, a couple of a couple of nice words if if you stuck one in the back of the net. Oh, lovely! The only problem is, is a goalkeeper. So it's either getting South to be the goalkeeper. Yeah, stick him in there, mate. It's just or fine. or the or the cat. The cat, yeah. Well, the cat to be I mean, pull up some string saves. I've seen some great videos of the of the cat. Um, well, there you um, go. Yeah, they're yeah. very athletic, aren't they? They can literally. They, I mean, I'm not. I'm not a cat person. I must admit, but they can leap vertically, can't they? If they need to. Mine has de- developed a very frustrating habit. Mm. Of jumping and then climbing up the curtain in the living room. Oh, disappointing! Which is which is very frustrating because mm. the the curtain is kind of in in a bit of disarray now. Yeah, and he's literally getting to the top and touching the curtain pole. Ah, never. Quite. And with a bit of a fierce jump, he could well tear the old thing off the wall. So, yeah, having to keep an eye on that. Just slap that pussy about a little bit, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've got um, we've got we've got we've wow. got a bit of a lock, lockdown quiz going on at the moment. Uh, so me and me and my boys, um, we've got there's ten of us in fantasy league, and uh, we've we've got it into a rider. You, you like do you like golf? I don't know. You don't, you're not a fan of golf, are you? Um, I, I, I have been known at Three Hammers, uh, which is a pitch and put golf course, to use that's, that's a, three. That's three hammers. Hammers with a H. If you didn't understand what that golf place is. Uh, to use a putter off mm, all uh, the way around, off one of the holes, yeah, and just and just use a put 
putter. It's not that's not golf, mate. That's embarrassing. Is what it is. Um, anyway, we, we've um, we've split into two teams of five, Ryder Cup style format, and uh, each captain nominates. You, you understand the Ryder Cup format, I assume. You, you know a little bit yeah, about yeah. that about the European and America. So um, last day, always, always the most exciting day. You go in singles, you head to head, you your captain nominates your your person, and then and then uh, you know. So Europe nominates one, USA nominates a person. You go head to head. So we're doing that. Um, with 5k runs, so so I'm I'm designated for my team to run today. So after this podcast, I've got a 5k run around um, around Dorridge. I'm against uh, I'm against I'm against a certain a certain friend today, James O'Brien, who's actually a doctor uh, in London, and he's going to be running against me. So uh, we lost. We're one nil down, or we're one down from yesterday. So I need to need to bring bring things back up. But I haven't run for such a long time. I've been doing the peloton quite a lot and, and being in the gym, but I haven't really get on the got on the road. So. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous with my five 5k time, so hopefully I'll be able to post. I don't know, maybe like a 20. I'll be happy with a 24 minute 5k, 24 and a half minute 5k. Mm, I have to see what the that's eight quite minute good. miles. We'll have to see. I, I just don't want to pull a fetlock or anything like that. So, so that's what happens at the end of the five days. Obviously, you'll have a winner because it's odd number. And then, um, and then each week you do the same event, same event again. Captains will nominate, but it goes up one k each week. So it's six kilometers next week, then seven, mm. then eight, then nine, then ten, and so forth. So it should be interesting. I did one three k run, as, as oh. you know, last week, and yeah. then have not done a run since. What about was that was that due to um, chocolate gate? Did you go crazier on Easter Sunday? How many how many eggs yeah, did you devour? How many eggs have I had? I probably had a good four or five. Oh, really? Yeah, full size uh, and bars. Um, full size and bars, including a white chocolate lint bunny, which was mm. glory, glorious. Uh, I, I, people understand my take on white chocolate. I think it's the devil. I think it's disgusting. It's absolutely no. Nice. You you are you are incorrect. It's it's literally the shittiest part of the chocolate possible. It goes dark number one, then milk, and white is so far down that meter it's untrue. No, no, I can't I can't agree with you, with, with you on this. It, it, white chocolate has has its place. It so, does have its place, yeah. At the bottom of the bottom <laughs> of the ladder. <laughs> no. No, no, I'm not having it. I'm not having it. It's 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 beautiful, lovely. I had a Heston Blumenthal Scotch egg, which is um, was kind of like with a bit of yuzu in there. Um, as it's kind of like uh, the egg yolk. Yuzu, yuzu. Uh, and who was it? Who? Heston Blumenthal. Oh uh, yeah. Well, my... I know Heston, the bloody. Uh, uh, Heston, Esther well, Ranson. Do you know her? Do you? Esther uh, Ranson. Esther. You know Esther. <laughs> Heston, we need to. I think by the end of this lockdown process, in the next seven to eight weeks, we need to we need to take you back to school. I'm going to I'm going to create a virtual blackboard for you. I'm going to go back to pronouncing your H's, H, 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 H. Repeat after me, H, H. Uh. No. Oh my God. H, H, H. Heston. Yeah, uh, uh, there we go. Now uh, we're getting somewhere. I can do it if I really try. You can, you can, you can. Oh, bless you. Um, I had a little bit of chocolate. Uh, you know, there's a few people saying, you know, essentials and stuff, and you shouldn't be having chocolate for Easter. I mean, come on. Like, you know, as long as you get it, you're not going to the supermarket every day. I've got no issue with having um, having a few bits of chocolate. I even did a did an Easter egg hunt for the missus and the dogs. So, night before, I, I think I put a bit, a bit on Twitter. I did um, put a couple of dog treats in each egg with a clue um and and a, and a chocolate bar or a candy bar or you know mini eggs or a little lint bunny and and did about seven or eight different stations so mm. it, was, it was kind of a nice nice egg hunt with a big Lovely. prize at the end which was the prize oh i don't want to know <laughs> okay <laughs> um no it was it was a dairy milk egg and a cadbury's um, Cadbury's mini eggs. I love I love some Cadbury's mini eggs. Mm, mini eggs are the a, best. Yeah. I, I don't really have them throughout the year. Or I don't have them throughout the year. But I think on Easter, that's that's pretty much one of my favourite bits of chocolate. I think it's just got the crunch. It's got the shell. It's got the you know if you suck it long enough and it melts into your mouth. Oh, it's fabulous. Fabulous. Mm, yeah. In speaking of egg hunts, mm. uh, there was a uh, Paul Berry, friend of the podcast, that had quite the gaff. Did you see this on Twitter? Oh yes, yes, yeah. yes. You explained though. You explained killer. So, we, so we, we had the same. So we had the same situation, but obviously didn't didn't partake in what he did. 
So Paul, bless him, finds a um, an egg on the floor and As you do. A, a kind of half open, and he's he's decided to uh, take a bite uh, mm. uh, as you would, and um, thought, oh, this tastes a bit funny, and thought it might be a new brand or something like that, and I need to discover a few hours later that his dog is uh, eating the uh, this this what what he thought was a Perfectly natural chocolate egg, and it's mm. actually uh, an Easter egg for dogs. Easter so, egg for um, dogs. Uh, so, so. Dear, to, to be honest, they, they do smell quite nice. I mean, we got a couple of obviously never never feed chocolate to your dogs, people, because that's poisonous. But um, but the old uh, the old dog chocolate, which I think is made of carob, I think if I'm carob. That, that was it. Yeah, he, he shared the picture on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, did he? Okay. okay. Yes, so it I was ca- carob. Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not the worst thing you have to taste. I don't think in your life. In fact, I guarantee you that it isn't. Um, but it's still, still not, 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 not nice on the palate, so to speak. Mm. When um, you know, when you've had a, a nice double decker or a twirl or, or something like that. Does it taste like Hershey's, like something like that? Because that tastes like. Dog Do you milk. like Hershey's? No, not the normal one. No, it's got a weird aftertaste. American chocolate just doesn't really do it for me. So I'm gonna go on to our I'm gonna go on to um, our lockdown snacks. What is your lo- go to go go to lockdown snack? Would you say, uh, Joe? Because I asked you to, to come up with a couple of uh, a couple of variations. I'm struggling to whittle it down to two. Okay. But um, I, I keep going for from Aldi. You know, I will do my speciality shop at Aldi. I keep yeah, going for the Spanish. Corner, yeah, Spanish. Oh, Sorry, I lost you there. The uh, Spanish tapas selection. Keep, yeah, keep going for that with like the the Serrano ham and the. See, you're the, you're, you're you're frustrating me now, Joe. You're frustrating me. Different forms me. of chorizo. Just get no. the whole pack, open it, and just and just eat away. How can you go from eating McDonald's in bloody Espanol in Barcelona, taking it to the bloody tapas restaurant, and then you go home, you're not, not liking all this Spanish rubbish, and then you're getting tapas packs from Aldi? You're doing it the wrong way around, man. You know me. I don't like to follow convention, do I? It's absolutely astonishing. <laughs> All right, I'll I'll, I'll raise your your Spanish tapas, and I'll go with with mine. You go to delicious, and um, probably something that people will go Ugh, because they normally do with my eating habits, and and still sticking to the healthy because I'm still trying to trying to be healthy and work out. But I am enjoying. Um, on an evening, sometimes if I know I've got a heavy gym session next day, but but obviously more in the morning. Two whole grain Weetabix um, with a little bit of manuka honey, some some fresh raspberries, some fresh blueberries, and some some almond milk uh, or oat milk on top. Absolutely delicious with a cup of coffee. Superb. <laughs> we are worlds apart, aren't we? <laughs> we really are. I've had these new Oreo things as well, which are phenomenal. So I've got them from the Special Boys, which it, I mean, it was a Special Boy. It was like it's like an Oreo. But mm. almost like encased in a like a tea cake kind of style, so like a chocolate covered Oreo. Ooh. Oh, absolutely wonderful! Oh, sounds fantastic. Yeah, wonderful. Calorific. Okay, okay, that, that's good. Uh, you, you've seen my raise, um, and I, I'll come back in with um, a snack which. I think the more refined people in this podcast, and you, you know who you are, the people who are listening, all seven of you, um, and um, and I've gone for a little bit of mango, uh, already pre-cut, because I don't want to mess about with peel, etc. Some mango chopped into some cubes. By a lime, transforms the mango. You roll the lime to get more juice out of it before you cut it. Squeeze it all over the mango, Add a little bit of, this is controversial, a little bit of salt. Oh, my goodness. Glorious. If you haven't tried that, peeps, I promise you, go to wherever sells a bit of mango. And, and, and all good supermarkets sell mango. Go and do it. Buy a lime. Lime's up 15p or whatever. Your mango's maybe £1.10 a pot. A little bit of salt at home. Do it. Reply to me. If you don't like it, then... I will hold my hands up, but if you do, you're welcome. There you go. Go on then. Have your final one, son. Um, Before we start talking some wolves, even though we're 15 oh, minutes in, it's astonishing. Oh, final one, final one. 
Uh, you've put me on the spot here. I've, I've been eating a lot. Well, you said of you were wa- loads. You said you were loads. No, but I've, I've been eating a lot of Walker's squares, which are, I feel like an underrated crisp. Got got those from the shop the other day, and the texture just just a little bit different, you know. Salt and vinegar. Salt and vinegar squares. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they've got. They've got they, they're pretty of, good. Yeah, I, I'll give you that. They've got a good little um, snap to them, haven't they? Yeah, nice little snap. Bit of crisp. Oh. Bit of crunch. Did you, were you ever? Were you old enough, or were you still in diapers when discos were around? Love discos. Discos oh, very good. Very miss good. Miss a disco. Miss a disco. I tell you what else I miss, Joe. I miss some bloody football, mate. Oh, I miss some football. Um, just a bit. I think we're all like you said. Uh, we kind of said it last week, but um, it's come to the time now where we do really miss sport. I think after the first couple of weeks, novelty value, etc. But we are we are pining for it. We know there's bigger things happening outside. However, Premier League meeting today. Joe, um, I think that they've discussed a lot of different aspects of this lockdown prior, but but I believe that these meetings today will will hopefully try and put some kind of a of a loose in inverted commas plan in place for a resumption to the season. As and when that happens, they won't know yet, and no one will know yet. Um, but but can you see some kind of clarity, so to speak? coming out of these meetings today as to when we might restart and get some action back at Molyneux? Uh, I'm not I'm not overly confident to be honest. <laughs> I, I hope you're very surprised if uh, many any you know big kind of announcements are made because because uh, as you say we just don't don't know when this is really get, going to end, you know, lockdowns carrying on and things like that. So um, if they make any wild statements, they could easily go back on them and make themselves look sure. a bit silly. So um, you wait for a meeting next week. Um, I believe it's Thursday. Okay. So to discuss domestic and their own uh, competitions as well. So whether you know this time next week we'll have a bit more clarity on the Europa League. Mm, I'm not so sure, but. They are at least meeting. They are at least having discussions. I mean, there's so many ideas have been mooted. Like I know we could like, go, we could have a whole podcast about the different ideas, but what's the point really when no one really knows? Ex- exactly. You know, you're just speculating to accumulate, and I, I suppose in one sense nothing's off the table, but ev- ev- in another sense everything is <laughs> kind of being considered. Yeah. You could say so. It's yeah. you know if you if you're going to go into into it, you could spend days. So um, we've just got to wait and see, um, but I don't think anything's going to be imminent. No, no, unfortunately, I think that'll be the case as well. Um, I, I did read a few articles this week about because um, Belgium stopped their league, didn't they? And they're, they're only one game left, but they 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 kind of like called called an end to the season, if I'm if I'm correct. Um, yeah. And UEFA aren't ha- weren't happy with that. They want uh, kind of like an overall. We're all going for it. We're all going to complete the season or not? Uh, they kind of the Belgian FA took it into their own hands. So. I think from 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 FIFA's and UEFA's and, and and the Premier League's point of view and, and the rest of the football leagues, that there will there is still an absolute determination to finish the season. I think that is probably fair to say that that it will be the last last resort for them to call this season null and void. Yeah, definitely. I think you know not only it will be for... until all plans are exhausted. Yeah, of course, and only in the interests of, of of fairness, and also in in you know financial uh, for financial reasons. You know, if this season is not completed, they stand to lose so much money in in sponsorship revenue. So that is another big consideration because you know money talks, and um, it, it, that probably may even be the biggest consideration. To be honest, you know, I mean, you know, you could probably award Liverpool the title. Um, if you wanted to, um, but who do you relegate? I mean, not Norwich are bottom of the table, but they're not mathematically done. I don't think you can avoid, can't give them the title. I think if you if you cancel the season, you can't you can't give you can't award Liverpool the championship and then uh, and then not relegate anyone. It's one one way or the other for me. Yeah, I, su- I suppose so. I think another idea is that promoting Albion and Leeds, but and making it a twenty-two team league, but then. You know, if you're Nottingham Forest or or a Fulham or something like that, who's still in the automatic mm-hmm. promotion race, then you then you're up in arms. So, I don't really know what the answer is, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. I don't really envy uh, those who are having to make these decisions. But um, yeah, I think it's just a it's just going to be a waiting game. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
I guess it could be here all day, but we're, we've got plenty more to discuss. Uh, we've got some great questions from the peeps today. It is a mailbag show, by the way, if you haven't uh, if you haven't um, told, know already um, for what we put out yesterday. So most of this podcast will be answering questions from you guys because you make this podcast nobody else. Um, but just before we go on to to start some of the some of the questions and there's some crackers. Um, Joe, you spoke to to a certain Maximilian Kilman who, who who quietly has had a had a superb season. Maybe not um, playing an excessive amount of games, but I think the moves that have happened in the last few few months or deadline day and and maybe prior to the season as well um, has shown how much faith Nuno has in this young man going forward. Yeah, yeah, and it was really nice to have a chat to him. To be honest, this first time I've actually. Um, had the chance to really kind of speak to him at length and um, really nice lad, good head on his shoulders, maturity I'd say beyond his years. I mean, we forget how inexperienced he is really because I mean, I, I know he's played a lot of times in the Europa League this season, he's played five full games but he's only still played twice in the Premier League but he seems like he's very much part of the squad now and um, yeah, he, talking about his futsal background, I know a, a lot has been made of that but just talking about how it actually came about and playing 25 times for England and how it stood him in you know, a fantastic stead because it's a, a bit of a cliche, but you know everybody likes a ball-playing defender these days and, yeah. and Kilman certainly fits that bracket because of his because of his background. Um, talking about how it's been playing in Europa League, such a different test to anything he's had um, in, in, else in his career and... And one big thing that come up from from the conversation for me, which was you know, which was very worth pointing out, is that you know he's very well equipped you know to come up against these you know top level strikers that he'll face in the Premier League because he's facing some of the best around in training every day. Mm-hmm. You know, you know he's having to mark Raúl Jiménez, Diogo Jota, Adama Traoré, and as a, as a yeah. young up and coming defender, not only getting to learn off. You know, Connor Cody off Romain Sace, off 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 Willy Bolly, who have been such a fantastic back three and learning from all those three, you're getting kind of a perfect blend almost. But actually getting that first hand experience of marking top, top strikers every day in training, yes, there may be a, a difference in intensity and stuff like that. I don't think it stands you in much better stead and um based on what we've seen so far and his approach and the mentality that you kind of get from him, I, I think you know big things could well be in the future of uh, Max Kilman. He doesn't seem like he's going, uh, you know, he's, he's leaving Wolves anytime soon. He very much seems to be here for the future. And, and just to clear that up um, a little bit, I've had a few questions on Twitter. I think there's there's, there's a bit of a mis- that's, miscon- that's Twitter, 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 there's a bit tango. There's a bit of a misconception out there that his contract is up uh, this summer, which which isn't actually the case. Um, asked about this just before I went on my honeymoon and and was was told that he actually still has a couple of years left. Um, it was just quietly extended, now big announcement and things like that. So um, yeah, he's not out of contract. There's not no kind of you know showdown talks of. And making sure that the keep hold of him with big, bigger club sniffing or what, whatever you, you know what I mean. It's he, he's he, he's a Wolves player and he's a Wolves player for a few more years at least. Yeah, I like, I like the look of him, Joe. And uh, I must admit, I think a um, few of the few of his early early appearances, I thought, oh, I'm not convinced. Uh, but you know, goodness me, you're going to be nervous. I think when you when he's stepping out in front of some of these players. Uh, but he's definitely matured. I think he's matured very quickly this season. He's put in some some excellent displays. What what my question is to you is, is let's let's obviously Bolly, um, Cody been been your regular two uh, and Roman Saiz, you know, kind of kind of getting that left that left hand side of the, of the centre backs um, and kind of kind of nailing it down. If in the summer and uh, the call has been and, and Wolves always find a way to 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 get around this uh, has been the centre back and can we get a centre back in? Let's say they do get a centre back in this. This uh, this summer, and I'm not going to say that they are because I keep on saying what's well, going to definitely happen. They're going to get a centre back in, and they don't end up doing it. But if they were to get another centre back in um, to challenge that that those three, you would sense that Kim would be probably be the, the number five, um, the, the fifth centre back. Now, if if Wolves have European commitments, then then yes, he'll be needed anyway. But could you see a scenario where, especially with you know, the likes of Dendonka, 
being available if needed to to go back. I know we don't, not that we don't like him. I thought we did a decent job there, but he's definitely. I definitely prefer to see him in front of that back three rather than in it. Um, could you see a scenario where he goes and gets loan time somewhere, um, at least for maybe maybe half the season, and then comes back? Or do you think, like a Morgan Gibbs-White situation, which I know it's a different one now because I, I still think a lot of people think he needs to go out on loan um, next season, do, do, do you see Nuno being very, nope, he's in the squad, he's not going anywhere and, and, and not allowing him to go out on loan? Because there'll be plenty of suitors if they do sign a centre-back, I'm sure, that, that would want him and, and to have him for, for, for six months. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, you know, oh, I'm sure a be, question, sorry. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm sure, I'm sure there'll be plenty of suitors. Um, I would be surprised if they, if they did um, let, let him out on loan, just just based on the previous experience under Nuno and... You know, uh, it, may, it may change from next season and things like that. But loaning players out has almost been, you know, a, a statement to say I don't see you having a future at this club. We're just loaning you out to try and get a to try and get you know a, a price tag at the end of it uh, for you. Um, Kilman seems to be very much in the long term planning, um, and. You know, we all thought that mm, he's not going to play many games this season. Obviously, Jesus Vallejo came in, and you know, within two or three games, it was quickly established. Played, that... played a big part on Sunday, by the way. <laughs> it, it was it was um, quickly. No, est- no, what no, what no, was no. that? What was that? He played a big oh, part um, on Sunday. Oh yeah, yeah, Jesus, yeah. Hey. hey. Um, <laughs> it was quickly kind of established that. Kilman was the much more dependable one, despite being in non-league a year before, while while Vallejo was at Real Madrid. Um, Kilman was the more dependable, and then it was between kind of Kilman and Ryan Bennett. Ryan Bennett's been loaned to Leicester. I mean, that's been a peculiar move because he's, I mean, before the before the pandemic, he hadn't played a minute, and you know, depending on what happens with the rest of the season, may not play a minute at all. Mm. Um, I mean, he could well be back in the fold next season. I mean, you can't rule it out. But I think Kilman, regardless of whether Wolves do bring a body in in the summer, whether that's to add to what they've already got or to really challenge, say, a Romain Sace or a Willie Bolly or a Conor Cody, I think Kilman's going to be a part of it uh, no matter what. And I think, you know, if Wolves do qualify for Europe again, it'll be maybe down a similar path. You know, Kilman will... Be by and large starting most of the Europa League games. How and old is he? He's twenty-two. I mean, okay. I mean, I know, I know he's, he's. It's not like he's eighteen or nineteen. I mean, for for someone whose first senior season, it is. He's maybe a little bit on the older side, but twenty-two. He's got. He's got. You know, he's, he's got plenty of years left in him. And um, people will say the same about you, Joe. And, and look what's happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe don't follow my example. Um, but um, yeah, I think Kilman's got a very bright future and I think that's going to be at Wolves. Excellent. Very good. Um, and we'll hopefully hear from, from Mr. Kilman uh, ne- next week. Yeah. Right. It is mailbag time. Um, like I say, we, we I did put a tweet out saying uh, the first 10 questions will 100% get answered regardless of topic. Don't know why I did that uh, with some of some of the some of the questions we've got, but uh, no, look, we're gonna we're gonna try and get through every one uh, or ninety ninety eight percent of them because uh, Simon says you asked a question. I don't think I can uh, I can quite answer that, but uh, <laughs> but most of them we're gonna we're gonna get through uh, through mostly most of these uh, most of these questions. So are you ready? Are you ready for um, a little bit of a question marathon? Hit me with okay. your rhythm stick. Okay. Um, Re- <laughs> Reggie, what's the weirdest thing you've ever seen in someone else's home? Let me have a think. I'll buy you a bit. I'll buy you a bit. I'll buy you a bit of time. This true story. This. So, um, when we when I first moved here from San Diego to 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 Birmingham, definitely sold it to the missus there, saying it's lovely, Birmingham. You know, gorgeous beaches. Um, You get out. You can wait. You can. You don't have to open the open the door. You know that it's t-shirt and shorts every day. Anyway, so we we moved here. Didn't live in Wolverhampton, but rented in Harborn for the first year, year and a half. Uh, before we got married, um, and uh, we started looking in, in started to look for a, a property around the kind of Knoll, Dorridge area, Solihull, and the second property that we went in, uh, looking around, we we went into the rooms, um, you know, the, the estate agent kind of shows you around, says, okay, would well, you want to go and have a look at yourself? And you've been a bit nosy, and you kind of know within the first. I'm going to say minute and a half whether you're interested in this property or not. And I, I, I kind of like 
wasn't interested. Didn't like the back garden, didn't like a couple of, of rooms. It was a bit too much of a project. So I'm having a look at the bedrooms, having a bit of a nosy. I promise you, I promise you, in the main bedroom, there was a swing in that corner and it had been kind of folded away, but I could see the hook on the ceiling and that swing was definitely oh, not there for the kids. That's all I am oh, saying. Oh, God. Leather plaid. Leather oh. plaid. <laughs> what goes on in Knoll stays in Knoll, apparently. So, yeah, I think that was probably one of the more more interesting uh, pieces of, pieces of I'm going to say, equipment that, um, that, I've, that I've witnessed. Joe? Uh, God, I don't think I can get anywhere near that. Oh, I can't. Oh, I can't think of any anything. What well, I'll tell you what you'll you'll be able to, to answer the next question better than I can, and I'll tell you why. Dave Rawlings, what's your Weatherspoon's food order? Now I I must admit, um, <laughs> I've never think... ever been into a Weatherspoon's no. until until Spears took me into one about a year and a half ago, and I don't think. I mean, look, it was fine. It was fine. I, I did manage a couple of lime and sodas uh, before wanting to leave. But um, but I wouldn't. I've never ever gone on and, and had food in that establishment. Is it is it nice? Is it good? Is it good value? And also, what's your go to order, Joe? It's all right, actually. Weatherspoons food. It's like cheap as chips. I mean, it's like proper proper cheap. Um, it's all right. The full English from there is decent. That would probably be oh, what what I've had there the most. Uh, full English and a Guinness, something like that. What? Yeah. Oh, sounds horrific. No, how much, it... say, how much is that going to say about then? A full, full English and a Guinness, like 14 quid? Nah, probably about 6 quid, 7 quid. 6 quid? Is that it? In, in Weatherspoons, it's it's, oh, it's ridiculously cheap. 6 yeah. quid? Probably, yeah, oh. probably, half, probably half a full... Yeah, 6 or 7 quid, if that. If, you, if, you, if, you've got a, if you've got a bit of a voucher thing going on, you can probably get it for a fiver. Oh my god! Why would Absolute. you have a Guinness in the morning with a full English? Is that is that a thing? Is it? It was what what I did when I went on my stag. <laughs> That's where we were. We we, we um, met in the moon oh. underwater in Wolverhampton first. We all had a full English, had a Guinness, oh. and uh, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Oh, okay. Happy days. Okay. Darren May, let's have a massive shout out to Captain Tom Moore. That, by the way, this guy is unbelievable, amazing achievement for um, for our NHS a hero. Um, Twelve million quid, isn't he? I think it's more than that. I'm, I'm going to say I'm, I'm obsessed with this guy. He's absolutely top draw for people who don't know, and I'm sure everybody knows at the moment. I think he set, a, set himself a target of um, of doing a hundred lengths of his garden. This guy's 99 years old before his 100th birthday to raise money for the NHS. Initial projection: he wanted to raise a thousand pounds, and as of recording this podcast, and I know we're recording on Thursday evening for a Friday, so it will have jumped up even more. It is grand total of. Fourteen point three five million pounds, which is, I'm wow. sorry, what a legend this guy is. He's absolutely superb. He's done all the interviews. He's 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 all there. I mean, he's got to this. If this guy doesn't get a knighthood, I tell you what, some of the people get knighthoods and and um, and, and honors from the Queen. Cap really peeves me off, to be honest. I'm not going to say just just these people. But sometimes sports stars as well, who just for one piece of uh, of decent performance are getting MBEs, CBEs, OBEs. I'm like, oh, you suppose you know? I know you're at the pinnacle of your sport and you're doing really well, but surely that's what's expected to get stuff. Like I understand if you're winning the World Cup or you know you're you know I don't know um, creating incredible things year after year after year, but not the odd you know series win or, or, or gold medal or something do we really need to give anyway I'm going I'm going off a tangent I'm just saying you might, people might people might completely disagree but I do think they give him out willy nilly whereas this guy this guy deserves everything make him a major give him a knighthood I don't care absolutely astonishing uh, with uh, with gift aid by the way as well you're looking at 17 million pound he's going to smash 20 million absolutely unbelievable what a legend what an absolute legend should try and get him on the podcast next week. Yeah, let's get him on. Yeah, see what, he, him on. see what he says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely top draw. If you haven't donated already, please please donate. Um, um, let's have a look. It is um, justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash forward slash Tom's <laughs> walk for the NHS. Tom's walk for the NHS. I'll stick that on the link uh, for the podcast as well. Top man. Right, next question. Uh, Paul Mansell, what are your favourite... 
non-wolves podcasts non-wolves podcasts Joe uh, Paul's always good for a question. Um, I tend to listen to wrestling podcasts. Oh, interesting. Um, With all the releases um, that have happened recently? Yeah, which has been absolutely horrendous. Um, not I, just I, us guys, not just us going through a tough time. There's some of the wrestlers have been released, um, some, some of the uh, the backroom staff as well. Uh, some, some astonishing names. That, awful, um, yeah. That that I was I was very surprised. Although I do I do feel that um, that a lot of these saving face with a lot of money, and then when they do come back and, and the crowds are back, there'll be a few that will be that will come back in. I assume. Yes. If they haven't been snapped up by AEW, but Rusev was a big a big shock to me. Well, he, he would he'd already been angling for a release apparently, but the, the he's gone. Drake Maverick, who's actually quite local to, to the area, I think he's. Yeah, all around yeah. Birmingham based, and he put a really kind of emotional statement mm-hmm. on Twitter, which was which, which was really sad to see, to be honest. Um, but people are losing their jobs. But yeah, wrestling podcasts. I mean, which ones? Um, something to wrestle is pretty good. Um, I mean, for any WWE fans, it's kind of a we've Bruce Pritchard, who was kind of Vince McMahon's right hand man for about twenty years, and he's kind of back in the hot seat now. So it's kind of the kind of deep dive on the specific topic, whether it's a certain wrestler or a certain pay-per-view or a storyline gone wrong. You know, if, you, if you've got two or three hours in the car, they tend to be pretty good listens. Interesting. Um, good, good, good. And like Talk that. is Jericho. I tend to listen to that as well. Chris Jericho's podcast with, you know, various different guests so, and stuff like that. That, yeah. that tends to be kind of the, all the kind of hot stories out of wrestling tend to come from there as well. Well, that's the wrestling segment over. You can, you can, most most of the people will be, will be delighted. Uh, like we go to fancast for this stuff. What, what are you talking about, guys? Um, I do like a bit of wrestling. I must admit. Um, yeah. As Mister Evans knows, um, I would. Um, I'm a big baseball fan, so uh, a lot of people you probably see on my bio. I've had the same picture on it. Jose Batista hitting a knocking a home run out the park against the um, against the Texas Rangers in the ALDS uh, a few years ago. Um, I think, um, so, so I'm a huge uh, fantasy fan. Uh, I like to play fantasy sports a lot. Um, football, obviously, but but mainly fantasy baseball. Um, and for people who don't know, um, I, I also have got kind of a bit of a bit of a name of, of drafting now with some of the top people in, in their industry, in CBS and, um, and, and Yahoo and, um, and, and a lot of other different... Roto Wire and a lot of big big baseball kind of like organisations and, and who talk about fantasy that I do a lot of podcasts with with those industry experts and um, so I listen to the CBS Fantasy Baseball podcast thoroughly enjoy it and um, yeah I've represented the Express and Star in a few um, a few drafts recently and uh, they put a nice little bio on and, and and a link to the site and stuff so you know maybe baseball could be an Express and Star topic going forward what do you reckon? No, <laughs> it's, it's definitely it's definitely one for um, uh, it's for one for the connoisseurs. I, I do like it. I mean, I, I do I do enjoy NFL as well, but um, baseball is probably my well, definitely my go-to. So yeah, CBS Fantasy Baseball. If anyone uh, gets a chance, right? Scrivo, Matthew Scrivo is talking about good people. Um, Scrivo, Scrivo's a top guy. Um, he's saying that um, he's missing football. Um, he's watching a lot of the old season reviews lately. They reminded him of the goal music when goal music was a thing. It's very much cringe now. But which goal songs do you love slash hate? Uh, be that Wolves or any game that you have attended. In a good or bad way. Um, bit of both. Yeah. Uh, you, I thought it was best thing since sliced bread when Wolves first started doing it and then towards the end got to be grating and you do look back on them and you do cringe a bit. Um, I must admit, I, I, had to, I had to Google um, to find it because cause I, people, <laughs> I, I'm not great at my music, my band, so I had to find it. So I should put, I just, but this is what they used to play at Middlesbrough. And I'm not sure they still play actually. Maybe some people of any Middlesbrough fans who can, list, can who are listening to this podcast, why would you be? Um, but if you are, then you can confirm or deny whether this still goes on. But right until I think a couple of seasons ago, this was still the music they played when they scored. And it's, I'll, 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 wait, I'll get the tune to start with because it is a great tune. When I was listening to it again, I'm like, this is, this is an absolute belter. Here we go.
So that was uh, that was song two by Blur. I actually uh, typed into Google "woohoo" by Blur because I didn't understand what I didn't have a clue what the actual song was called. But song two, but great song, great uplifting, and uh, yeah, whenever Middlesbrough scored a goal, uh, that used to come on all the time. So we used to hear that at least once a month. <laughs> uh, good song though, no? Good song? Yeah, no, good. Did he do the full intro? Because it just no, a no, no. It was it was woohoo. But I, I, I yeah. tried to explain before I played it the the whole intro. I couldn't I couldn't time it correctly, Joe. But, give, give me a chance, man. I've got the stuff going on. But the, I quite enjoyed the intro anyway. I like I like the whole you know. Yeah, it's nice. Builds it up nicely. There used to be used to na 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 na. Sylvani Banks Bike that that used to play every time Ebanks Bike scored, which was not just once a month, it was probably you know twice a week to be twice honest. So um, yeah, yeah, got, it, yeah, yeah, got used to that. Um, Baz Chuckle, uh, rep- question for me: um, Tim Spears, Joe Edwards, Luke Hatfield, snog, marry, avoid. Pressure's on. Snog, marry, avoid. So I had to think about this. Um, so. It's been it's been difficult, I'll be honest. It's been difficult, but this is the way I'm going. I'm going to snog Spears because a lot of people have questioned our sexuality over the years, um, and we are, we we haven't confirmed or denied it. So I think if if I snogged him, a lot of people would either be well, too, not too many people would have been be surprised. Could be in a drunken stupor on the floor um, somewhere around two a.m. in Wolverhampton. So so I'm going to snog Spears, and also you know he's a bit of a ladies' man and. Uh, He's pretty pretty famous now. Is is our team? Bless him. So I think um, you know, kind of a lot of women will be disappointed if you see if they see uh, see me giving a bit of a kiss. Um, so yeah, a little bit of jealousy there. I think I'll I'll, I'll give Spears a bit of a kiss. Okay. So snogging Spears. I'm marrying Joe Edwards. I'm Aww. marrying Joe Edwards. I tell you why. First of all, you're the only one of the three who who is married. So you polygamy. Know, you kind of, you kind of got into the um, you know the, the spirit of things, and you know you're um, you you you're, you know what it's like to be a husband. So yeah. I think that you know you're very low maintenance. Um, I, I think as a as a as a as a hubby, you know you're not going to be busting my balls if I'm getting in late. Uh, I feel you know you 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 you're you're a pet person. You know you're kind of laid back. You like your football. You like your computer games. For me, it's an easy life. I think it's, I think that's a good marriage. So, so I'm marrying you, Joe. I'm marrying you. Uh, okay, lovely, yeah, great. And uh, I'm avoiding Hatfield, um, <laughs> deputy uh, uh, digital sports editor, because uh, I tell you, I tell you what, like, lovely bloke, uh, Luke. Uh, and don't get me wrong, like um, we don't get on very well. Um, our wives play basketball together, so we we have to I have to see him on on a, on a Sunday as well as Monday to Friday a lot of oh, the time. Uh, but I can't get past that he's a Villa fan. I mean, it's absolutely disgusting. If he if he dragged me to go and watch Villa every week, I mean I'd be vomiting all over myself. It's absolutely horrific. And not only that, he, he presents he, he presents the uh, the Albion podcast for the majority of the time with with um, uh, with Joe Massey and do a great job. But he's become an Albion fan overnight as well. And yeah, it's, uh, it's half has, yeah. Villa, half Albion, and it's just like I mean, if you ever want a, I mean that kind of a combination. Oh, oh, oh. It's like Awful. eating pickles with, with yeah. Is I mean, is there a, you have to avoid him, don't you? Yeah, I'll have to you. avoid him. Half Villa and, and Albion. I mean, that is that is just you know. I mean, he's he's even admitted himself that he is now a West Brom fan, like half West Brom fan. How did you become half a fan? That's no. not football, is it? Not having that, you can't be half a fan. I'm avoiding Hatfield. Hatfield gone, avoided. Um, right. Oh, girl, this is when this is when I start regretting saying I will we'll answer all questions. Old Gold eighty says there to secure a foursome with the three female members of the cause. Would you be prepared to make love to Jim first? Now, the cause might be before your time, Joe. Um, um, I'm getting mixed up with Bewitched. I'm thinking. Oh Sailor, yeah. Oh mate. Sailor yeah, B, you are you... getting mixed up. I'm trying to work it. So, so the calls were pretty big in the 1990s. You might, if you, I don't know, you, you're on the laptop, you can Google them. Probably in, when they're in the prime. I mean, you know, these days everyone's getting on a little bit. But come on, let's um, Google them. These girls were absolutely unbelievable back in the day. Like ridic- ridiculous. Um, and obviously, back in my day, I was slightly bigger. So, um, <laughs> would you be prepared to, to to make love to Jim first? Uh, I mean. I don't. I don't think I'd go. I don't think I'd go that far. But I mean, I'd have to. I'd have to, have to consider a dabble with, with with something because I mean they were they were absolutely <laughs> exceptional back in their day. 
Um, so we got Andrea, Caroline, yes. and Sharon. Oh. oh, oh my goodness! I think Andrew is my favourite. But uh, yeah, that was a that's a tough question. That's a tough question. I won't I won't I won't let you make that decision because maybe I'll have to bring it into some sort of two thousand and twenties pop band for you. Um, Lord mm. Jason Guy, have you listened to the Wolf Whistle Pod yet? Be honest. Um, Jason, Jason doing a great job um, interviewing a lot of the um, the Wolves players from from years gone by. Um, I have listened, Jason. I haven't, I haven't listened to all of them. Um, I haven't listened. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts actually, apart from the baseball ones. Um, I've got a lot of them to get, especially when I'm not driving now. I felt like I listened to a lot more podcasts when I was driving. I think that's when. Uh, you know, you kind of have your time, especially when you go into a game and you've got a two or three hour journey. You can get through five or six podcasts. So I used to listen to, to, to a lot of them, uh, fancast a lot of the time. I haven't listened for a few weeks. Um, um, and, I, and I've listened to a couple. I, I really listened to, I like the Dave Jones one. I think um, for people who don't know, um, uh, he did a really good interview with Dave Jones. Dave Jones, very good talk and speaks very good t- about his time when he was at, um, at Wolves, um, but also when he was at Hartlepool as well. And they kind of discussed... The, the Jeff Stelling fallout uh, from that show when, when Jeff Stelling kind of called um, Hartlepool act out to, to, to sack Dave Jones. I was going through a difficult time there. Anyway, Jeff Stelling got wind of this, of the podcast. Him and, him and Jason started going back and forth on Twitter. Stelling absolutely lost it, to be fair. Um, and uh, so, so, yeah, I listened to, the, to, to that one. Uh, really, really interesting. Did a really good job. I'll be honest, I'm not, I'm not too... I don't, I don't know a lot of the... Cause of, you know, I've only started doing wolves in the last five or six years, so so a lot of the lot of the people, and it's probably good for me to to listen to them. I haven't had too much um, uh, knowledge about about them in a wolf shirt, so I'm definitely going to get round to to quite a few of them when I've finished. Joe, yeah, um, I've listened to kind of snippets on on Twitter through Jason's Twitter, but I haven't um, took a deep dive as of yet. So that's uh, that's on my to do list. Definitely, yeah, we're doing po- a great podcast wise. Yeah, top man, right? Um, David Ellerton says. What are you most looking forward to on a match day when the football finally returns? Just the whole thing. There's not. There's not necessarily one kind of, you know, feature of football, but it's a whole encompassing thing. The the excitement of going to a game. The you know the 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 adrenaline rush that you know even from our point of view doing a match report you know which is which is to me the by by far and above the you know the most enjoyable thing about the job really yes. you know what I mean you know these last few weeks yes we're still reporting and still getting stuff out on the website and in the paper but you know the most rewarding thing as a as a journalist is going to these games and covering the games and minute by minute updates and key moments and player ratings even though I might get a bit of stick for them but it's it's that rush that you get. It's a proper test of, you know, getting your getting your uh, your report done, getting it accurate, summing up the game, and getting it done for you know ten fifteen minutes after the game's finished. Um, that's just re- really what I miss. And just watching this Wolves team just do what they do, and it's there's not one kind of feature that I miss over anything else. I mean, I I do miss Molyneux and. You know the, the unique atmosphere of it all, but it's just a whole match day as an all-encompassing kind of experience. You know, the, and just leading up to it, coming out of it, you know, previewing games, reacting to games. That's what this job is all about. And while you know we're still working at this time, this isn't really, you know, obviously what we got into this field for. It's it's all about games, and 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 it, if anything, this period of time off and reflection and things like that just does make you realise how privileged you know you are to to do this job and um yeah I just can't wait for it to for it to be back, for football to be back and to be reporting on games and you know sharing the joy of those moments with with, with all of you. I think you said absolutely perfectly Joe there to be fair some brilliantly um I'll be when we're walking from we have to sometimes park our car at the Express and Star car park and walk across I think I'll get I'll get really excited. I like kind of walking with the fans, and you're going under the subway, and you know you go around all the different stores and stuff, and then you turn the corner. You know when you turn the corner, and we we've taken a couple of pictures here before, I think, and uh, you've got that just where the just between the south stand and the stand colours, and you've got that corner where you just look, don't you? Before you get into the stadium, you've you've got a bit of the yeah. bit of the um, bit of the stand and stuff. I think just the first, when you just turn that corner, and you just look before you're about to you're just about to go into the stadium. I think that's when I get really really excited. Just that little moment, um, I think is great when you know you're going in there because, like you say, we have missed it. I've missed it incredibly, probably more than I thought I would do to be honest. Um, and uh, yeah, the sooner it gets back, the better. 
Yeah, because this is even unlike pre-season, because even pre-season can be a bit of a challenge, but at, at least during that time you have... You know, a little bit of kind of transfer talk, which is quite, mm-hmm. you know, depending on which way you look at it, can be quite exciting um, at the moment. Yes, there is, you know, a, a lot of good work going on. The donations, as we say, have been incredible. But in terms of pure football for us to sink our teeth into, there hasn't really been any of that. So just can't yeah. wait for it to be back. Very true. Uh, Mandy Matthews, how do you feel about uh, when you listen to Tim and Jackie on their podcast? Do you eat Ben and Jerry's and listen to... Well, I, I've Googled this. R.E.M. I thought it was Rem at first. So I mean, my music taste. Shiny Rem. happy people. R.E.M. In your, in your bedroom. Um, I mean, I, I, they're doing a great job, uh, Tim, Tim and Jackie. Absolutely love it. Love, 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 uh, love them all in your view. Um, I think it's good. I think it's great to have a couple of, a couple of podcasts now who... Um, you know, are obviously from the press box point of view and uh, are behind the scenes and give you a bit of insight and hopefully um, it works well with 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 the morning view going on a, and the athletic going on a Monday and Tuesday. Um, so you kind of get the focus on on the the weekend that's gone by and have a few guests on there. And then by the time you get to the back end of the week, Thursday and Friday, that's when you're getting getting us. Um, so I think it works well because when we're in the European football, etc., you've got a midweek game, then we've got reaction after that, and then we can preview the weekend's game. Then, like you say, it goes over the over. You have a great weekend, hopefully a big win, and then you've got Jackie and Tim reviewing reviewing it after that. So it's a nice little blend, I think. So um, yeah, there's room for everyone, and and the other thirteen or fourteen or fifteen Wolves yeah. podcasts that are out there. Um, right, so next one, next one. We're going through all of these, Joe. We're going through all yeah, of these, every single on. one. Sorry if we didn't get through to you last week, by the way. I know we, there were some questions that I left out. So if you didn't get through to you, let me know next week and uh, I'll make it a priority of mine. Uh, Andy Robbins, are you planning any pranks? E.g. fish in a suitcase. Oh, I did enjoy that one. Uh, on Joe Edwards when we're back up and running. I, I've actually got... I, mean, I can't say I've got prank for you because then you'll be expecting it, you know. But I, I did have something on my sleeve for um, if and if... If Wolves did end up going to America for a pre-season tour, which is probably very unlikely to happen now, I think, uh, especially with where we are. Um, I'm sure that any kind of pre-season tours that will happen uh, going forward, and this isn't based on any kind of like official stuff, but I assume it would be very close close to home, um, depending on uh, when the season this season finishes, if, they, if this season finishes, and then the restart of a new one. There'll be a very short window, I, I would expect. Yeah, I mean... We'll see what what Nathan does. Hopefully, he doesn't do anything. But um, yeah, on that pre-season kind of front, as and when it does happen, you could see you know Wolves and Nuno reverting to kind of what they did in, in his first two years, which was you know Austria, Switzerland kind of thing. You know, yeah. a, a quite low key, um, you know, intensive kind of group, three three or four days in the in the in the in the Swiss mountains or the Austrian mountains where, where it was and playing one or two friendlies and jobs are good and I think that's that's how they'd go. You know, it might even it might it might it might not be surprising if they go back to Marbella and just have a small you know, they know yeah. where they know where it is, they get straight out, they can get there in an hour and a half, they could they can get on the plane, they get there in the afternoon, there's not too much of a of a time change. If there's a couple of other teams that are out there, which I'm sure they do, a lot of a lot of train Teams training mobs, a couple of games, a couple of low-key games, and, and get back. Um, yeah. Especially if it is going to be a quick turnaround, you know, and they are going to have a pre-season, let's say, before the res- resumption of this season, then do they need it? You know, with no Euros, they'll obviously need a little bit of time off after that for a holiday or whatever, but it'll be. I think it will be a pretty quick turnaround. Yeah. It's... Is it acceptable to throat punch your neighbour, says Ricky Bateman, if they keep playing, is it Hadaway? What is love? On what is love? Lockdown. Baby, don't hurt oh. me. Don't oh. hurt me. No more. Oh, God. That Can one. you imagine that on loop? Yeah, that would be quite annoying. I wouldn't throw. I wouldn't throat punch someone because, you know, you don't want to end up in prison, especially in these times. No. Um, or just a quiet, a quiet, you know, knock on the door, keep your social distancing two metres, yeah. whatever, and say, could, could, could you turn that off, please? Yeah. I remember I remember back in the day, um, and this was um, obviously way before I was married or met my wife. <laughs> this is going. But there was um <laughs> there was a there was a young lady, um I was out I was out on a night out. I must have been about nineteen or twenty, I reckon. And uh, you know, uh, you you are with your guys, you're with your girls and you're getting on pretty well and you had a little bit of smooching going on and uh ended up back um, back with a little bit of a little bit of banter at a little house party. And uh, went into the bedroom and just had a little bit, you know, just have a conversation or two. And uh, she um, 
she insisted on I can't remember, I've no idea what this girl's name is now, but it's always always <laughs> I always remember this. But she um it was it was the days when you used to have the the big stereo and the C D player at the top you used to push the push the cover and it used to come out and you feed the C D in. And she fed the C D in and it was um Atomic Kitten push the button. Oh. No, sugar babes push the button. Oh, sugar babes, sugar babes push the button. Yeah, and uh, constantly, constantly played it on repeat one. Oh. I must have read it twenty times. Shocker! Absolute stink. I couldn't do anything. Couldn't do anything. That, that, that song just goes through me now. Oh, mate, push the button. Yeah, bit bit of muck your buena. No, you don't want that, dear. I can't remember no. what it goes like now, but anyway, I'm not, I can't play it again. I've got nightmares with it anyway. So, but insisting on, and then when I went to go and change it, I pressed skip. No, no, no. no. What are you doing? Stick it back on repeat one. Don't push the button. No, do not push the button. I did not push the <laughs> oh, button. Oh, want to listen to push the button? <laughs> Lee Hastel says a crisp sandwich or chip sandwich. Crisp sandwich. Crisp sandwich. Look like a crisp sandwich. Very good. What would you? I know it sounds silly, but how do you, how do you compile the crisp sandwich? Just. You get quisp. I was quisp you back there. How do so you have a quisp sandwich? <laughs> Just proper, like smash the two pieces of bread together to to create kind of like a crisp avalanche. Wholemeal or sourdough? Just a classic white, white, white. water Warburton's toasty or whatever. Um, yeah. And, and what you're buttering it then? Are you? Or are you just totally but, a bit of bit of butter, a bit of cheese and onion crisps. Cheese and yeah. onion crisps. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I would look, I would say hundred percent chip sandwich or a chip butty. Um, I remember when I was uh, back in uh, back in like I say my it was back end of uh, school. So it was when I was about seventeen, eighteen. Used to have double geography and used to skip double geography because we had a teacher who wasn't really that arsed. To be fair, she was a pretty much of a pushover. So I used to hand I used to hand in say I was going to feel I was feeling it. Like a driver that time. So I had my little my little golf driver and um, and I used to say oh, I'm not feeling very well, Miss. Can I go? I used to get in my car on a Friday afternoon. I used to go to the chippy, um, get a big chip butter, huge, with scraps, throw in a load of salt, throw in a load of vinegar, drive to my local cricket club, um, stick in the car park, no one there on a Friday afternoon, and then just open the car, buy the buy buy a paper, read the paper, eat my chip butty while I'm supposed to be in double geography. Happy days. Lovely. Happy Lovely. Have days. You ever, have you ever had a scallop bap? A scallop bap? Yeah. As in, like a scallop. As in, like no, 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 no. Like a, like a, like a scallop that you get from the chippy. What's a scallop? Um, so, like a potato fritter kind of thing. No. So it's like a, it's like a battered kind of like potato, which you right. could, bu- which you could buy for about thirty-five, forty p. Right. Um, it's just kind of like in the shape of a burger, but it's just potato and deep fried. Okay. And then have that on a bap. Get it from the from any chippy kind of around here for about eighty p ninety p. Scallop bap, plenty of salt. Popular, but uh, it's quite popular in chippies by me. I don't know how popular it is across the board, but it's you know like when I was out and about, you know, out and about dosing as a as a kid or as a teenager or whatever, mm. and you you've got you've got a quid in your pocket or whatever, you know, get a chippy, get a scallop bap. Can you still yeah. get so you can still get a, a, a chip butty for a quid now? Can you or not? Or is it more than a quid? Uh, probably about one ten or is maybe it? yeah. Well, the inflation might be two quid now. Oh, but. do you think do you think you could go to uh, get to your local chippy ten p short and say, can you just still make us it and they'll take it or not? Yeah, if, yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon if they so. know you with your orange chips or whatever crap you talk about. <laughs> yeah, you still like trying uh, them. You need to give them a go. No, mate, no, absolutely zero chance. I'm trying trying to lose weight, mate. I'm trying trying to trying to be fit. <laughs> fit, fit as a fiddle for um for my return mate just in case Nuno needs me if there's a if there's a man down just before if you know if Zhao pulls up short in the warm up mate then my boots are ready Chloe Thomason says what song is your guilty pleasure that no one else knows about ooh you like a bit of Taylor Swift didn't you I'm a big Swifty uh, big Swifty fans I've seen her two or three times in concerts uh, Backstreet Boys people know about Shakespeare's sister like Umbop Hansen all these classics Chesney Hawks one and only was the first song or LP I'm going to say LP that I bought first ever song was LP Chesney Hawks I'm the one and only second song was Star Trekking Across the Universe um, that absolute classic um, what else I mean anything to do with Britney I mean, I've seen Britney four or five times now in concert she's unbelievable so <laughs> 
Baby One More Time, oops, I did it again, Toxic, Womanizer. I must admit, I'll, I'll belt out a bit of Stronger, Circus. Oh, I mean, the, the hits just go on and on. Lucky. Lucky is a great song. Lucky, very underrated from, from Britney. So I would say that Lucky is probably one of them where I was on the back the other day, I was belting out a bit of Lucky. Um, yeah, all, all excellent songs. Yeah, true Spandau Ballet is uh, my uh, karaoke cho- choice. Um, Does that go? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not doing it here. But but yeah, uh, that is my karaoke song. And Rick Astley, never going to give you up. That's that's been oh, another yeah, kar- yeah. karaoke song of mine. Yeah, I like that. Um, well, Ricky's had a bit of a renaissance as old Ricky. Still does, still does. Um, well, pretty, pretty well I, I, I saw him at Butlins a few weeks, a uh, few years ago, actually. A few weeks on, ago. Yeah, no, a few weeks ago. <laughs> a few. She married you. <laughs> a few years ago on a um, it was one of these '80s reunion weekend things yes. at, at um, Butlins, and um, he took to the stage and he, he, he was doing like new songs, which was a bit rubbish. No one's interested in new stuff. But, but, just, just, but, yeah. just get on it. Get on with it, Ricky. Play the ones that we know and love. And and then he was like, um, oh, some of, some of your younger members in the audience, uh, you, you, you probably won't know me, but um, but if you don't, ask your dad. Oh, wait a minute, actually, in fact, ask your mom. She'll know me. And I was like, uh, I was like, wow. bloody, bloody hell, Rick. Uh, <laughs> I bet he still got his groupies, mate. But he still got his groupies. Is all, all Rick. Hmm. He 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 did never going to give you up at the end, and it was like some like remixed like modern version. It was absolute. Garbage. It was, it was quite let down, actually. Oh, it was? Yeah, it was awful. Oh, that's disappointing from Rick. Disappointing. I thought that... Um, I, I, we, me, me and Alana and uh, my mum went to um, went to the races um, a while ago. Or last, oh, last, last, a while ago. It was last summer. And we saw Cliff Richard in concert. Mum, massive fan of Cliff Richard. Tell you what, he can still belt him out. And he was on stage for a good hour and a half, was Cliff. And uh, I do like a bit of Cliff. Like a bit of Cliff. Like a bit of Saviour's Day. Or uh, Mistletoe and Wine. Mistletoe and Wine's a decent good one, one, yeah. Yeah, really yeah. good, really good. Nick Arnold, favourite kits of all time. I'll get. I'll, I'll let you do the Wolves one, man. I'm gonna go, not going to go into my middle stuff, but um, let's, um, what were your favourite Wolves kits of all time, would you say? Before, before you answer that, you know the W88 one? Was it W88? I know Villa have got it now, but... Um, is it last w- season. W88? Yeah, last season's kit, um, which yeah. everybody kind of like... Uh, maybe I maybe I kind of hate it for saying it's so yellow. Did end up did did a lot of people end up loving it because I thought it was kind of like a bit of an iconic kit. Maybe it's because they did it so well in it. Yeah, but maybe. I think a lot of people will look on a, as as a, as a decent kit, or was it not? I think with the, maybe because of the memories associated with it, it's it's looked back on better than maybe it was. Okay, okay. Um, fair enough, fair it, enough. So you go you go for, you go for your better ones then. Um. I did like the um, the promotion the promotion year from the from the championship. I think it was oh eight oh nine. It was like a Chaucer one with Lecoq Sportif. It was a gold with a bit of black uh, coming down um, like underneath the arm, kind of styly. Nice, nice. There was there was a not lovely away kit that year actually, which was black with a bit of lime green trim. That was nice. Um, the ones in the Premier League that following year were terrible. The Away kit resembled a Warsaw kit, which was shocking. Um, I used to like the Doritos kit. Um, I know that is, you know, it looks get gets looked back on a bit half and half, you know, yeah, having a big Doritos logo on the front of the shirt. But that was the, the first Wolf shirt I ever had, so that that's like got a nice kind of spot. Um, I used to like the Lecoq kits, the, the Birdie kits were shocking. Um, the Puma kits weren't great. Um, okay. I always, I always used to think they were going to be better than what they were, but the the, the designs were a bit ropey. These last two years, maybe haven't been quite as good as I thought they could be, mm-hmm. considering mm-hmm. that they're Adidas. Um, I, I feel like Wolves are probably further down the line than they should be, really, when maybe, it comes to the Adidas. Ma- they concentrate on your big boys, don't they? And then it's kind of like, well, you choose from the rest. Maybe next season after. a Hopefully, what will go down is a you know a, a second consecutive European finish. They'll mm-hmm. go a bit higher up in the pecking order, and we'll get a lovely, pristine, stylish kit for next season. Superb, superb. Uh, just two questions left then. Um, Neil Mattinson, another one for you, Joe. How do you rate Mick McCarthy and his bargain buys and promotion to Nuno's bigger budget promotion? 
Yeah, it's it's something that's been talked about a lot. That perhaps McCarthy's side of right out nine doesn't quite get the uh, credit it deserves. I spoke to Terry Connor about it not long back. Uh, the piece hasn't actually gone in the paper yet, but it should do soon. But the the approach was very different in that promotion season. I think Wolves must have used about thirty players or something like that, as well. Nunes barely used that across three years, um, but. There were some good players in that in that McCarthy team. You know, what happened in that third Premier League season with O'Hara and Johnson kind of overshadows it a little bit um, because they just turned out to be bad eggs. But you know, you had you had you had Jarvis bought for you know very very little uh, Kitely, Iwaluma, Ward. You know, Do- even Doherty. You know, looking back now, was a was a McCarthy signing for for next to nothing. So. Um, yeah, McCarthy had some fantastic signings, but even you know, comparing to Nuno, I mean, I know it was a club record at the time for Ruben Neves, but fifteen million—that was an absolute steal. So it was five million for Martinho, ten million for Jota, ten million for Bolly. I mean, you could triple, you know, all the price tags of those players. You know, easily thirty-two million for Raúl Jiménez, which is just an absolute no-brainer. That that would buy half of him at this at this rate, probably. So it's. Um, it's it's they've both been fantastic in different ways, but um, I think just because of the success of the team, um, you know, overall, I think Nuno's just got the edge. Excellent. Right, well, that's it. That's it. I've just gone onto the um, on how long we've gone for, Joe. One, one hour and six minutes. I can't believe it. I know. I cannot. I cannot believe it. So uh, thank you very much. Oh, we've got one more question it's from Simon says Yao. Uh, I can't, I can't <laughs> ask the question, but I'll, I'll give you the answer. It's about nine and a half inches, side. Hey, uh, thank you, Joe. Thank you very much from me, from Joe. Have a great weekend. We'll see you soon. Take care. Bye bye.